Well, today we're going to look at a passage. It's in two places, in one in Matthew and one in Mark. Mar Matthew chapter 19, verses 1 to 12, and Mark chapter 10, verses 1 to 12. I'm going to look at the Matthew passage. It's, it's the one that I've just chosen. They're both very good and very similar. And so we find the place where Jesus is, where as he finds himself often, the leaders, the spiritual leaders, are trying to trap him. It says there's large crowds following him. They're stepping all over themselves and the Pharisees come and say, okay, should a man allowed to divorce his wife for just any reason? They really didn't care about the answer. They just wanted him to give an answer because either way he answered this, part of them believed yes, part of them believed no. So he, he was going to tick somebody off, which is what they wanted. And Jesus, as he normally did, dodged the question by giving the correct answer that didn't answer their question. He says, look, ha haven't you read the scriptures? God made them male and female. Explains why a man leaves his father and mother and she's joined to his wife and the two are united into one. Let no one split apart what God has joined together, given all the way back at creation. And they say, well, but Moses said we could do this. <laughs> Take in Deuteronomy chapter 24, let me read it to you, verse 1. Suppose a man marries a woman, but she does not please him. Man, what's the odds of that? Having discovered something wrong with her, he writes a document of divorce, hands it to her, sends her away from the house, and when she leaves his house, she's free to marry another man. Now, here's the discussion. Well, what does it mean when something is wrong with her? Well, many of them were saying, if she burnies food. If she looked at another man wrong, if uh, she spoiled the dinner, if she spoke disrespectful of the husband's parents, all kinds of things had entered into it so that, hey, I just don't like her. And they had taken the scripture and twisted it. And Jesus, they said, Moses said we could do it. And Jesus responds, he says, look, Moses only permitted this as a concession to your hard hearts, but it's not what God originally intended. Whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery, left his wife, has been unfaithful. Moses didn't demand divorce. He just permitted it. He found a way to come to that place where it could be forgiven. It wasn't an issue in the Old Testament because if a lady committed adultery or a man committed adultery in the Old Testament was found out, they were stoned to death. So Jesus just says, look, here, here's a reason. If someone's been unfaithful, that can happen. And so the Romans wouldn't allow the Jews to do this. You couldn't stone somebody. Only the Romans could do that. And so they substituted something else in its place. And, and Jesus, just because there's adultery doesn't mean you have to divorce. But they were taking it legalistically and saying this is the way it is. I think in many cases you should try to restore the marriage, if at all possible, as long as both parties are willing to work it out. Will adultery be forgiven? You bet. Will there be a price? Count on it. And a bigger price than you imagine. And so he teaches that and he says that to them, the disciples, as they normally did, came to him and said, man, if this is the case, it's better not to get married. Jesus said, not everybody can accept it, only those who God's help. 
And some are this way, and some choose not to marry for the sake of the kingdom of heaven, but let's accept what you can. And so the disciples understand that. Basically, the Bible teaches there's two reasons for divorce. Abandonment, Paul writes and says, if an unbeliever leaves, let him go. And adultery. And so that's God's ideal. That's God's directions. That's his way of telling us, I made you this way, and I expect you to obey me. You say, well, pastor, what happens if it's too late and I've already done things? Here's the great thing about God. You get to start where you are. Where you are at this moment, you begin. God's a God of forgiveness. God's a God of restoration. God is a God of second chances. So receive his forgiveness and live in the way that he wants you to live and obey him knowing that God will still use you and forgive you. Keep the faith.